Mission with Jonesy and Amanda. Well, our next guest has been telling stories with his distinctive Australian voice on TV and in film for four decades. But now he's writing crime, his first ever book. We're thrilled to have Brian Brown on the show. Hello, Brian. Good morning there. How are you both? Always a treat to talk to you. Yeah, how are you going? I'm in Queensland. Oh, good. So no lockdown for you? No, I had to do, um, I had to do two weeks quarantine in um, a hotel because mm. um, I'm filming up here. And, and that was, uh, yeah, I took that as a test. Every day I'd say, so how are you going, Brian? How's this? How are you? Oh, I'm going all right. Yeah, okay. So it was a bit of a test, that. But um, yeah, I had, you have to do that uh, um, if you're coming in, yeah. Right. So you were just questioning yourself. Yeah, you have split well, personality. I wanted, how, I wanted to know what it, I wanted to sort of. I, I did it as a sociological experiment on myself too. Mm-hmm. And how did yourself go? Well, my <laughs> myself went okay. Good. I tell you what, you better have routine. You better have stuff to do. You know, you wouldn't want to be sitting there uh, going. Uh, and, 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 you know, I, I think it could prey on certain people's minds in a certain way if they weren't careful. Yeah, yeah. well, idle hands are the devil's playthings, as they say. Oh, that's so good. Did you go to a Catholic school? Yes. <laughs> yeah. it, it, does it show? Uh, this is great, this book, Sweet Jimmy. I've been reading it. It's just a, It's so iconically you. It's like you're reading it to me. Oh, really? Or well, how am I reading then? Any well, good? you'd sound like you. You go, some drongo has come down, but you'd sound like you reading it to me. <laughs> but- so tell us about it. It's a, sh- a series of um, of short stories. How did this come hmm. about? Well, um, look, what, what, what sort of set it off was about three years ago, I was watching television and they had this group of people in Hong Kong who'd just been um, uh, let out of prison. They're all people around my age, men and women, and the judges said, you're not, um, you're not drug mules, you're stupid. And they were people that had been caught up in scams, the scams that come along to vulnerable people at a certain age in particular that might have lost a partner and five years later some, you know, something comes along looking for romance and they think, oh, I'll just press the thing. And the next minute they're caught up in all sorts of things, travelling and then perhaps drugs in their, in, their, in their thing. And I looked at that and I thought, if I was one of those people... I would have to find out who was behind this. And that led me to start writing a story uh, about that. Uh, I, I initially had it as an idea for a pitch for a, for, for a series, but I just kept writing and writing. It became a story. Um, a couple of people read it and said, that's pretty good. And I, I think I then started to think more about stories on the page than I had before. I work with writers all the time and, as an actor and, and that, but, and, and you know, I'd drive along the car and I think, what if Sam Neill was a thief? And so I started to write a story about a bloke called Sam the Thief. Mm. So I started this little, I started to write stories over the last two or three years. Um, and, and eventually I had a bunch of them and someone read them and said, why don't we publish them? Imagine if Sam Neill was actually a thief, because he'd get away he with probably, it. He probably is. I mean, <laughs> you know, he gets, he gets away with so much as it is, let me tell you. Because <laughs> he, he comes across, he comes across as like slightly sort of you know doddery and uh, and but there he is, he's stealing all your stuff. What a front! Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, no, no, like he gets away with murder. I mean, he comes across as this really nice bloke, and let me tell you, that's not exactly the truth. I heard him say the other day that he doesn't quite understand cats, and he said you were the only person he knew who'd been hospitalised by their own cat. <laughs> we were going, we were going to the to the. Um, Venice Film Festival, which with uh, Sweet Country about three years ago, four years ago, 
And I, my daughters had given me their cat to look after, which I now have, of course, because that's how it ends up. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a kitten, and it went and it jumped into another place. And I thought, oh, no, it'll go. It'll try to get back to where they live. So I jumped the fence, got it. And, and of course, cats are incredibly strong. <laughs> and, like, when they go for it, anyway, I'm trying to open the gate of my house with a key with this cat in one hand, and it's ripping my arms apart. And Anyway, like, the long and the short of it is I get inside, throw the cat in the ground, lock the door, lay down on the lounge for about 20 minutes, exhausted, and then I thought, I'd better go to the doctors in case these are poisonous. So I ended up at the Venice Film Festival with my arms wrapped in gauze. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That'll teach you. That's a story. So with these stories, do yeah. you sort of write with a craggy, enigmatic diamond in the rough in mind in case they become films? Excuse me, where's this enigmatic... Yeah. Diamond in the rough business come from. Well, I think I write you... like any suave writer would like. Right <laughs> now, look. The long and the short of it is, many of these stories have taken me back to times when I was growing up, and thinking about other young men and women that I came across, and the things that happened in the sixties and seventies, where in the suburbs, where you could you could, what became larrikinism might drop over into where you, you make a choice mm-hmm. that can lead to a very dark place. Yeah. Mm. And uh, I would think of incidents at different times. Well, I mean, I'm sure it happens with you. You think back on people you went to school with or incidents that happened. And but, uh, I started to sometimes think, you know, where is that person now? And I would, I would use that as a lever to move on into a story about where I've taken those characters. Yeah. So it it starts with you nick some hubba bubba bubble gum from the corner shop and next minute you're Mr. Asia. Mate, you are so close. <laughs> That's what happens. I think it was a big Charlie. <laughs> a big Charlie. They're very hard to stash, that's for sure. Uh, Brian, it's always great to talk to you. Sweet Jimmy is available in all good bookstores now. It's a cracking read. Brian Brown, thank you. Thank you. Lovely to talk to the pair of you. Yeah, uh, you too. Ask yourself how you're going as well. Oh, he just said he's all right. <laughs> See, ya. See ya. Thanks, Brian. Jonesy and Amanda's Damnation.